0: all right good friday morning everybody how y'all doing beautiful weather out there in the ozarks guys liking this weather yeah all right so today is friday october 29th 2021 steve this this year is flying by man way too fast that's right we're coming up halloween in a couple of days that's right got some people dressed up in house here you'll see today and uh we we like having fun, and that's the thing about Prime. We, we, we're fun, and we're, we want we want all of us to be productive too. So, fun and productive is a good thing. So, uh, hopefully, you all are enjoying orientation. All the new folks here. This this uh, meeting is broadcasted up in uh, to two other terminals. So, let's see if I can get this out of my mouth. So, let's go to Salt Lake City. Let's go up there to Detroit. You with us, Troy, this morning? Good morning. Mm-hmm we are here how are you good how many people you got there this morning approximately
1: they're all in line right now we got about 30 people waiting for food right now so we're doing good out here it's it's a it's a beautiful it's gonna be a sunny day in salt lake city and we're getting ready to work there That's you
0: go <laughs> now who was that
1: I don't know. Just some random
0: oh, <laughs> I, thought maybe it was, I thought maybe it was Brian Singleton or something. I couldn't tell. So, okay. no, How's Brian's
1: over here in the corner.
0: He's hiding from the camera right now. He's hiding. we got to get him up here one of these days and talk. So he does a good job. So, <laughs> How many did you have in orientation this week, Troy?
1: Uh, total, there's about um, 35 people here
0: right awesome. now.
1: The, the, Going through our rotation process, yeah. So good to hear. It's a good week. We we're uh, our numbers are starting to grow here a little bit. Hopefully they'll they'll sustain through the holidays here. We've been you know consistent as heck and and just getting bigger every week.
0: That's good. Good to hear. Hey, earlier this week I saw a few messages from Salt Lake City about wind.
1: Oh yeah, what happened out there? there?
0: It, when it when it comes up
1: like that i mean they we had within 20 miles of, of the terminal there were not prime trucks fortunately there was you know five or six trucks tipped on their sides because of high winds and whenever that comes up here in the terminal you know they they shut the gates they say hey nobody's leaving so we want you to you know safe safetys our first you know calling for our drivers and so we don't let them leave the terminal so
0: Good call up there. Appreciate it. Got any questions today, Troy? Let us know. We will. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go out east to Pittston, Pennsylvania. We got Rick.
1: Loud and proud from Pittston, Pennsylvania. <laughs> what was that?
0: your are your arrival to Salt Lake this morning, man. You guys are up and going. <laughs>
1: you could definitely tell it uh, that was not piped in uh, as you can see
0: there's a shot fired right there yeah so we we got to check on Troy I don't know how that works for sure out there in Salt Lake but we'll get some verification one of these days so how's your orientation class this week Rick
1: Uh, we had a we had a, you know we had a master class this week and uh, great great uh, students that came in and uh, and hired on with us and uh, we're we're just proud of these guys and, and gals that that are coming in it's they're they're phenomenal doing a great job
0: good to hear how's that training pad going
1: you know it's that's, that's up and running and in uh, every day all day long it's it's just uh people in and out of there and, and uh, pre trips and, and road tests uh they're they're getting along down there they're
0: doing really well good to hear well if you got anything uh, questions comments We've got some great speakers this morning. Anybody's got any questions on enforcement or uh, federal regulations? Uh, we're going to have some good speakers on that. We'll be coming up here shortly. Make sure you let them uh, get them on the mic, Rick, and we'll get them on, we'll get these questions answered. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you too. Back in Springfield, try this again. How are you guys doing? <laughs> All right, a little bit better than last week. We'll take that. We'll go with that. So, good deal. Well, welcome to Prime, everybody. This morning, I got up here, Steve Field. Steve's our safety director here at Prime. Been here by 25 years. Yeah, I'm Dave White. I've been here 20 years. Also, we got Dennis Davis and Bill Sprague here from our safety department as well. So uh, glad to have you all and I uh, want to welcome you. If You're wearing their yellow vest this morning. Thank you for coming to orientation. Even those of you that aren't, this is your first week of orientation here at Prime. All three terminals, this is your first week. Please stand up. We'd like to give you a round of applause. Great to have you. Welcome to the Prime family. We appreciate every one of you. You know, you guys, um, hopefully you all checked us out before coming into orientation. Checked out if we're the right company for you or not. Um, I know we've done our checks and balances on you. And you're getting into a great occupation. It's a tough occupation. And you're coming into a kind of a critical time of year where we got, uh, you know, Christmas coming up, Thanksgiving. People are going to need food. People are going to need Christmas presents, building materials. I was talking to Jim Wilkins this past week, our flatbed sector. as hump is very busy, as we call humping uh, on, on their side. So tankers staying really busy as well, Brett Von Wheeler's told me. So freight is moving great here in the united states and we're very proud to have you all we need you and uh but bottom line at the end of the day safety is number one so
2: on that i'm gonna turn it over to steve here go ahead okay thank you dave i'd like to go ahead and welcome everyone here and you know maybe just speak just for a minute to our new folks as you know dave said you're you're coming at a good time and you're also coming at a good time because i can guarantee you before you get your own truck you're going to get some winter driving experience out there with your trainer which is going to be a good thing for you. We we struggle a little bit when, when when folks start the training program earlier in the year that maybe they don't get that winter driving experience or as much of it, but you're gonna get a full dose of it out there. So I want to encourage you to listen to your listen to your instructor, listen to your trainer. These are good men and women that are giving back to the industry and you're coming in at a great time to get that experience and you're also coming in at a great time because if there was one positive out out of covid it was that i think the american public realized the role of the american trucker we've always been tremendously proud of you we respect what you do it's an incredibly difficult and challenging job out there in a certain sense, it can be dangerous at times. We're going to try to mitigate that danger by giving you the best equipment, the best training, the best support that we possibly can. But at the end of the day, you've got to be on your A game out there every minute you're behind the wheel. And we're going to talk about something today that we've, that we've never done before and hopefully we won't do again. But you're going to hear a story that, uh, really going to really going to hit you but it's important that everyone hears this because it kind of it kind of goes into something that that we always talk about at prime and we mean this we mean it i guarantee you and that is if you need to park the truck because of the weather because you're tired because you just don't feel right i you know i'm not i'm having trouble concentrating i've got some issues going on at home i'm i'm worried about this if you ever need to park the truck The only thing we ask is you let us know what's going on so we can get with the customer. They will understand. I promise you that they will understand. When we do have a serious accident and we advise the customer of it, their first question is always, are your driver or drivers okay? Sometimes it doesn't show, but they really do care about you and you're much more important than their product. So please, if you only take one thing out of this meeting and you're going to hear it your whole time at Prime is if you need to park that truck we want you to park it there's no there there's no punishment for that if you hear well i'll never get a good load again or they're not going to load me that is absolutely false it's not what we do and I can tell you that we want you to park the truck when you're not safe. So enough about that topic. We're going to talk about it here a little bit more. But I did want to welcome everyone. We're, we're glad you're here. One of the biggest challenges in trucking right now is not getting freight. There's really two big challenges. One is getting new equipment. Like everything, trucks are hard to come by. Our folks are working very hard. A lot of sources. We're keeping trucks a little bit longer. But even more important than that, it is tough to find good quality drivers. And that's why we're glad to see each of you here. You're going to enter the most intensive training program within the trucking industry. You'll be talking to other people at other companies. Well, I was just out two weeks with a guy and then they gave me the keys to the truck. Two weeks, you're just getting started here. Then you're going to go on to your next phase of training. But when we release you to your own truck, you're going to be ready to go. We're going to give you the skills that you need to be successful out there. And success is what it's all about right now. The earnings of our drivers have never been better. And it's because of the economy, because of the need for truck drivers. So again, we're glad you're here. Please listen. If you have questions, shoot your hand up. We'd love to get questions and we're going to get started. Okay, all right thanks. let's talk about some safety
0: numbers let's do it 140 inspections this past week 101 clean so 72 percent clean rate yeah give yourself a round of applause clean inspections are extremely important to us here um you know not only that it pays you hundred dollars for a lease driver 25 for a company driver so you did get paid on those clean inspections but more importantly get those inspections in and make sure any inspection you get you get them turned in Obviously, you want to turn in the clean ones because if you don't, we're not paying you on them. But uh, if they got violations, we need to look at that violation, see how we're going to address it. If it's a moving violation, uh, we may bring you in, write you in for our, our PSE uh, safety class. Maybe have you sit down with us in safety we will go over it because we don't want anything on your record because that translates to our record. And more importantly, you always want to protect that CDL. That CDL is yours. And remember, any moving violations, if you just pay the ticket on those and move on, that goes right on your CDL, and that's a record, and, and you want to stay away from that. So make sure you let us know. We've got access to many attorneys. If something does come up, we can give you some options maybe, help you out, and uh, try to alleviate it that way. So, But the biggest thing is just don't get them to begin with. Follow the speed limits. Follow the signs. Make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you know where all the scales are. Make sure you got a motor carrier atlas. All those things you need to have that motor carrier atlas will show you where all the scales are in this, each state. Some states they'll put up surprise ones on you though. They may not be on the motor carrier. You still got to be paying attention and keeping keeping track of where you're going and what you're doing out there and staying on the major highways as well. So, you got anything to add to that one, brother? Nope, you got it, Dave. All right, so. Let's talk about a little bit about the weather going on. Obviously, right here, windy today, windy last couple of days. Missouri's had some wind warnings out. I think it's even windier out in Kansas. Uh, Troy, yeah, driving kind of sideways. Is that right, Renee? Well, hopefully you're not driving if you're driving like that. But, yes, uh, um, yeah, Troy mentioned out in Utah had to shut down the terminal, wasn't letting anybody hit in the roads because of the high winds. You know, wind is one of those things you got to keep track of and uh, it starts getting windy, starts slowing down. That's the best bet. If it gets too windy. You start feeling that you may, you know, your trailer moving a little bit too much. Head, head for the truck stop, head for the rest area. Take some time off. Generally speaking, this time of year, just like winter driving, give a few hours, maybe four or five hours and then the winds will subside and you'll be able to move on. Or the snow and ice will subside, you know, if you're up north. We got a lot of great states. We're talking winter weather up north. You know, they do a pretty good job clearing the roads. They know people will get out on the highways and start driving, even if it's snow covered. So that's why they try to get the plows and the salt trucks out there and get them moved. Missouri's done a lot better job in the last couple of years. But, you know, up north, our northern states do a very good job up there. So, you know, roads start getting covered. And the reason I say that, we've already had I-80 in Wyoming shut down a couple of times this year. That happens. Obviously, you got to park, but give it a few hours. Let those let those trucks get out there, address the roads, and it'll make it so um, you know make your pass a lot easier, and
2: you're not running right in the middle of it. So, you know, I think that giving it a few hours is good, solid advice. It's just it's just amazing what those crews can do. They work extremely hard out there. It's six, seven o'clock at night. The weather's kind of deteriorating. You still got a lot of hours left, but you know it's probably the time to find a good safe to park. Find a place to park. I know it's always challenging finding parking, but find that spot. And when the sun comes up in the morning, excuse me, it'll look a lot better for you out there. So please keep that in mind.
0: Yep. So any questions so far? Safety or anything? Pretty quiet crowd.
2: All right. All right. Should we go with our first speaker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, going to be a little bit difficult. I think you're going to see why here, but it was very important to this operator to come here. And he drives for Prime. It's Bobby Lane. Been with us about 12 years. He's a million safe mile driver, but just had tragedy within his family. I just can't imagine it, uh, what he and his family have gone through. But it, it relates to trucking. Thank goodness it doesn't relate to prime, but it relates to driving tired, to not pulling over and parking when you're tired, regardless of the time of day. You know, I know that this occurred during the day. It was daylight hours. So, Bobby, I'm going to ask you to come on up. It's going to be very difficult for Bobby. And and I want you just to listen to what he has to say. And believe me, when you're out there in a big truck, you've got 80,000 pounds out there. You've got great training, but we're bigger than these cars we can inflict more damage. We've just always, always got to be on our game. And that means stopping when the weather's bad, stopping when we're tired. So I'm going to ask Bobby to, to go ahead and, you know, I know it's going to be tough on you and just, you know, whatever you can get out on it. We've got that picture too. So go ahead, Bobby. Good morning.
3: Um, just a quick story June 24th, my daughter was killed by a truck driver and two other people were involved. There's a picture of my daughter on the screen. This happened at 918 in the morning on a two-lane road in Texas. The driver was driving whatever, and he said he closed his eyes. He dozed off for just a few seconds, and that was just enough to cross over the line and sideswipe my daughter. She died on impact from the truck, and there was another car involved, and those two people died. This driver has three deaths he has to account for, face, go to prison, whatever. But as my daughter. What I'm trying to do is bring awareness to anybody up here or here, all these drivers. If you're tired, pull over, take a nap, walk your dog, go wash your face, do something. This driver that killed my daughter, he passed a truck stop two miles up the road. He could have stopped, but he didn't. Three people died because of what he did. And I lost my baby girl. (laughs) Don't put a family in my position. Don't put yourself in that driver's shoes because you'll lose everything. We lost our daughter. My family's reeling. We're grieving. And it's really hard, even though it happened in June, I can't tell you the amount of pain that we're going through, <clears throat> losing our daughter. She was an ER trauma nurse. And she was on her way up to come see me and going up to visit some more family. Luckily, I got to see her on Father's Day when she bought me a watch, but I got to see her before she died. But my, my main thing is, if you're tired, if you think you're tired, over and stop. Don't do this to another family.
2: <clears throat> That's good. That's good, Bobby. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think there's really anything I can add to that. I think Bobby's message there is very clear. That's always a difficult, difficult decision to make, whether it's tired or or whether that I'm just gonna park it. But I'm gonna tell you again, and I'm sure Steve and Robert will mention it as well, that there is no ramification, there's no fallback for parking your truck when you're not safe out there. It is the most important thing that you can do out there. One thing Bobby told me is he didn't want the, this, his his story to be a downer to the meeting. We're not going to let it be a downer. It's terribly tragic. I, I can't believe the, the pain his family is going through, but we wanted to talk about it. We wanted to clear that up and we're going we're gonna to move forward now because we've really got some good speakers here. So Bobby, thank you. And we appreciate you sharing that with us. You know, Dave talked earlier about you know, regulations and stuff, and I've got it pretty easy. If there's a regulation that I don't know about or I'm confused, I'll just yell over to Dave who sits by me. Hey, Dave, what's going on here? I don't really understand this. And then Dave always says, well, let me call Captain Kelly and find out. Captain Kelly's with the Highway Patrol. So take it from here, Dave, and introduce our guests.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, I'm privileged to have known Captain Kelly for many years, and he's definitely helped us out. He's been to a number of our meetings, too, as well. Since COVID, he hasn't been here. This is his first one back, and uh, glad to have Captain Kevin Kelly and uh, Major Michael Turner come on up, and uh, glad they're here this morning. And just want to update us so what's going on at commercial motor vehicle but yeah give them a round of applause yeah no doubt thank you thank you very much so first off i just want to say
4: thank you to all the drivers out there i think over the last two years you know we've all known how important you are and that you keep america running and you know that's been shown over the last 24 months that uh, this country can't run without you and so we appreciate everything you do and i'd like to give you a round of applause give yourself a round of applause thank you <laughs> Kind of like you guys, we're starting to ramp up a little bit with the holiday season. So we're seeing, you know, considerably more trucks out on the road. Uh, the weather's going to start getting bad. So uh, obviously that's uh, something you're going to have to watch out for um, when you travel is the bad weather. Um, you know, not a lot going on as far as regulation changes and things like that. Um, I know that we talked a little bit about the new driver training rule, which on our side, doesn't affect my shop a lot, but will affect another shop within the patrol. Uh, And he's not here today, but that's driver testing. So you have any questions that you may have that here today about that training rule, I may not be able to answer, but I will find you the answer if that's the case. But uh, um, close to Springfield here, I know you noticed our Joplin facility. Inbound Joplin's been closed for quite some time as we're uh, getting ready to or finishing up a new inspection building and a new scale there. So our plans are to open that up inbound in December and then we will uh, demolish outbound uh, Joplin and make that truck parking. So there won't be a lot of parking spots, but it still will provide a few more uh, that we don't already have. Um, we're getting ready to do the same thing at our St. Clair facility, which is on the other end of I-44 up near St. Louis. Uh, we're going to do inbound St. Clair; they're going to remodel it, and then outbound will be demolished as well, and we'll provide more truck parking there. I know that's that's a big, you know, consideration uh, is finding a place for you all to park, and so you know we're trying to do our part with Modot to uh, uh, get places for you to
0: park. So other than that. You got questions or? Yeah, quick question for you, Captain. Um, as far as parking, can they park at their scales when they're closed? Is that fine? They can. Yep. So we ask that if you do park at the
4: scale, number one, you kind of park out of the way a little bit because those facilities are active facilities, and so we don't want you know trucks in the way if we if we have to do our duties. And then the next thing is just to police yourself, pick up after yourself a little bit because obviously if the parking lots become where they get trashed and that kind of stuff you know we'll end up having to close those off but you're more than welcome to park at any of our facilities uh open or closed and we would if you're tired you know no other place to park that's where we want you to come and you'll leave them alone right absolutely (laughs) yep here here in missouri we have a policy we will not interrupt the drivers uh rest period sleep period anything if they're legally parked now of course if you're illegally parked and we have to come to ask you to move then obviously we're going to have to knock on your door and interrupt you but if you're legally parked we will not mess with you in missouri
5: how
0: about the new scales any new technology coming out that's uh, makes inspections go a little bit quicker so yeah
4: um we're getting ready to install at our Mayview facility, which is up on I-70, and then our Bloomsdale facility, which is on I-55, what they call tire anomaly systems. So what they will have is when you uh, come in on the main line, uh, they will have a piezo strips in the road, but they will detect any issues with your tires, whether they are underinflated, flat, you know, mismatched, things like that, and it will send a message to the, to the operator at the scale facility to call you in and to make sure that we check that tire. And it has a schematic of the truck and it shows exactly where that tire is at. Several states are using those now. Uh, I know Illinois has some, we went over and viewed the use of theirs uh, here lately. And we put them on uh, the interstates, number one, that have long ramps, but number two, that we see a lot of issues with uh, flat tires. You know, you guys call them the gators on the road. We see a lot of those. Uh, And so we chose those facilities because they're close to those areas how about the brake inspection anything like that i know some states have went to that yeah so they do do the what they call the performance brake testing Uh, missouri doesn't have any of those currently um yeah i'm not a big fan of them but um they're very labor intensive when you use them and so and they're very expensive so we have not purchased any of those yet we did go to nebraska here uh, a couple years ago and view one of theirs that they had a portable system um, but we have not used any of those yet. We do use some infrared technology, so some of our officers will have infrared, and when you come in, they can, you know, shoot the tire and to see if the brake. Number one, if it's cold, we know it's not working. If it's too hot, then we know it's, you know, stuck or it's overperforming. So those are things that we use to help speed up inspections as well. Obviously, we don't want to slow you down any more than we have to, um, so we want to keep you on the road as long
0: as we can. Any questions from in here or Pittston or Salt Lake? Anybody got any big All right.
6: I think I asked this question to you a couple years ago when you were here. Um, obviously, if scales open, you get the pre to come in, you're pulling in, the on ramp coming into the scale gets filled up. You did not want to block the travel lane. Correct. That's correct. Now, is that is that the same thing for all states or just Missouri? I I can't speak for other states, but uh, in
4: Missouri, that is the way because, number one, we don't want to cause an accident. So we don't want to back you up on the interstate and cause an accident. So obviously, if you know, if it's full, um, our inspectors should be watching. A lot of our facilities have cameras and we have sensors at the end of the ramp. So we know when they start backing up and then they will automatically green light trucks by but if that doesn't happen Missouri we want you to go by we don't want you sitting still on a 70 mile an hour interstate um, traffic and if you know if you end up getting stopped down the road we can deal with that later but we don't want you sitting on the interstate
6: and the other thing is if you come up on a scale and it's open but you don't get any pre-pass obviously you go in that's correct now the other questions I had again somebody was telling me and I don't know if it's correct or not scales closed you get the pre-pass like to come in don't come in. Okay, because somebody said that sign says follow in-cab signals. I will say
4: you can keep knocking, but there's nobody home. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I thought also. <laughs> go go okay. right on by. Because, All right. Yep. Now, t- we are supposed to, um, at our facilities, we have the ability to override pre-pass and drive-wise. So when we close, we are to shut those off. So sometimes, you know, they forget, but it's just to press of a button to shut those off. That way, you know we're closed and you go on by.
7: Major Turner. I don't like standing next to Captain Kelly because he's seven foot tall, and I'm not. So uh, I would like to say, number one, uh, thank you. My name is Mike Turner. I work for the Missouri Highway Patrol. I'm a major. I identify as a trooper, though. Rank really doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm on the superintendent staff for the patrols. My first time in this facility, I'd like to thank Mr. Lowe and everybody for having us here Uh, It's an awesome facility. It's my understanding many of you are new to the company, new drivers for Prime. Uh, What I can tell you, uh, being a state trooper, is you're working for a world-class organization. Uh, I've had opportunity to come across Prime drivers my entire career. I have a lot of friends that work for Prime, and I can guarantee you're you working for a world-class organization. One of the few entities in the state of Missouri that trains and licenses. (laughs) that trains and and is authorized to license their drivers. So don't take that for granted. Uh, You really are. I don't have a lot of answers for you. That's why I'm here with Kevin. He has all the answers. I'm just here for show, but I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to to speak with you this morning and to be here. Now, Major Turner, what what areas do you oversee? So I came up in Troop F, uh, trooper through captain, commanding officer in Troop F, was recently promoted to major about three years ago. Uh, I supervise the Support Services Bureau, which is the Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Division, the Fleet and Facilities Division, which is the purchase and sale of all patrol vehicles, boats, construction projects, all of that, Um, the Driver Examination Division, CDL Testing, CDL Examination, and the Motor Vehicle Inspection Section. Thanks for the question. Uh, when as an inspector when the vehicles are coming
8: through for the inspection are there any visual signs that you guys key on like uh, is there something laying around on the dash or you see a piece of bailing wire on the mirror or is there anything that that you look at that is an automatic pull this guy over so so the rumors are true dirty
4: vehicles probably get inspected more than clean vehicles so you know take some pride in your truck um and, and keep that clean but obviously some of the things that we look for that we see most often Again, tires. That's why we're, you know, addressing the tire anomaly system Um, with the infrared, of course, brakes. We see brakes, you know, things like that. A lot of times and and we see folks that uh, will cross our scales and they've got videos on their phone in their holder. And so we see that here lately more often than not, which is kind of surprising with, you know, all the stuff with the distracted driving. But uh, those are typically some of the things we look at. Um, obviously, we screen by safety rating. So when you come across, we pull a DOT number. We know what the carrier's current safety rating is. The lower you are, the better you are, the higher you are, you're, you're more likely to get inspected. And that, that comes directly from Federal Motor Carrier. You know, those carriers that are more at risk, that's the ones we need to look at. Um, so that's kind of how we screen. So a clean, neat vehicle is a uh, uh, a positive clean Anita is very positive and I know you know they're all over TikTok and YouTube and those videos but yes clean trucks um you know that we don't look at those as hard as we do the trucks that are obviously dirty because if they're dirty they're not taken care of what else what other corners
0: are they cutting all right for our new folks here and maybe some of for our veterans too as well how should a driver handle themselves when they get an inspection what's what's the procedure you all are looking for when they get stopped and you're going to do an inspection on them
4: so just like you and i are talking now you know we're both uh driver and the officer are both people and so you know we want to treat each other with respect obviously roadside is not the place to get into an argument uh, even if you don't agree with the inspector or he doesn't agree with you uh, we can always address those things at a later date but you know just uh, listen to the officer give him the things that he asked for um or she asked for whoever obviously they're gonna ask for a lot of paperwork you know they make sure you know how to manage your eld uh, we still see even today drivers that don't know how to get through their eld don't know how to transfer it to erod so we can view that so that's that's a very important thing and that makes the inspection go a lot quicker when you're able to do that um, but but again just just respect on both sides you know that comes from us and then you guys as well um, and I think that will make the inspection go a lot better.
0: Speaking of ELDs, uh, any issues that the drivers should be aware of that you guys are looking for? Any possible problems you can get involved with?
4: You know, I don't know if there's any particular issues. Like I said, I mentioned the one that, you know, some drivers still don't know how to to transfer from the E-Rods. And there are so many different devices out there that, you know, our officers are not going to know how to transfer 80 or 90 different devices. So it's kind of up to you to either know how to do it or, you know, be able to get to your instruction sheet so we can walk through the steps and figure that out. But that seems like that's the, one of the bigger things that slows down an inspection is
6: trying to get that done. Uh, and obviously, we don't want to do that. Yeah, I've been driving for four years, got no accidents, no tickets, which is what the way you want to keep it in this profession. You want to keep your, your record clean. That's the key to your success. But if you see those red lights behind you and you're on the freeway, should you wait to the next safe place as far as an off ramp or are or, or you, or, or is so, you so expected here's what, to pull over right away?
4: So here's what we would ask. We We tell our personnel when they get ready to stop you that they need to pick a good location and a safe location to do that. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes the driver doesn't see us until they're past the ramp. So what we ask you to do is go ahead and pull over. Typically, we will make contact and we will move you to a safe location. Uh, you know, Missouri has a statute in place where we cannot inspect you on the shoulder of a road of any highway that has a speed limit in excess of 45 mile an hour. So if we stop you, let say on I-70, we're going to take you to the next ramp. We're going to get you off the highway and get you to a safe location. And that's for us and you we don't want to cause any other accidents out there put our officers in danger hey
0: good, good morning captain kelly thanks for being here i do have a question about the uh permits and and you know insurance document you know we coach our drivers to to be as green as they possibly can and and make sure that they use that mobile app that we provide for our drivers as best they can all of our permits and insurance documents are available on the mobile app now I know each state is different, but in the state of Missouri, if, you know, a driver is asked to present a a document, is it okay for him or her to take a minute or two to access it over the mobile app to present to the officer?
4: Absolutely. We accept every document in electronic format. We like you want to be as green as we can. So we'll accept that. Just make sure if it's on a phone or something like that, it's readable, you know, so we can see it. It's not a distorted picture or something of that nature. But yes, we'll accept any permit, any document in electronic format.
0: All right, the lovely term, personal conveyance. How does Missouri uh, Highway Patrol, how do you guys look at personal conveyance? We hate it.
4: <laughs> it. It has been currently, you know, there's not a real good definition. And I served on uh, CVSA's Driver Traffic Enforcement Committee. I was the chair of that committee for about six years. We petitioned FMCSA all six years that I was there to provide us a little better guidance, a little more guidance. And they've chosen not to do that. So we kind of got to work within what we have. Um, I will tell you, PC right now is probably one of the more abused things that we see as far as logbook violations go. So uh, obviously, it has its place. Um, you know, there's good points for it, but there's also bad points. And we're seeing a lot of folks that run out of hours and then just flip over to PC and right on down the road to the next, next stop, you know, and that's not what personal conveyance is used for. Personal conveyance was to be used, you know, if you're at a shipper or a receiver, you run out of hours and you can't. They won't let you stay on the lot. You need some place to go. You, you click over into PC and you go to the next safe spot to, to get your rest and go. You know, it's not to drop a load and then hit PC and go 600 miles across the country to your next load and then go back on duty driving and take off again. And we see that often. So, um, you know, we tried to get um, FMCSA to do like they do in Canada. Canada has a mileage limit that you can do with personal conveyance um but uh, that that didn't happen so if you're going to use personal conveyance just you know use it for what it's for and that is to help you get to a safe location you know if you're stuck and out of hours at a a, a shipper receiver if you're going to a restaurant or something like that when you're off duty those things you can use pc let's
0: say I'm i'm in chicago this is one of these far out deals i'm in chicago i live in springfield i'm not under dispatch i'm going to hit pc and come home To Springfield. Once I hit Missouri borders, would you guys recognize that or would you shut me down?
4: So we would. So we would shut you down for a false log. And the reason is, is FMCSA has said that the commerce does not end once you drop the load. So if you're dispatched from here, you do not, your date does not end until you get back to Springfield. So you cannot PC from Chicago back to Springfield.
0: Any other
5: questions here, Pittston, Salt Lake? Anybody? This is your time. Y'all on here, dude. Uh, Two Raven Transportation wants to know, is there a channel on the CB
6: radio um, that they can communicate with the officer when they're getting ready to be pulled over?
4: So I'll be honest with you, we don't even put CBs in our cars anymore. We we used to, and they may still have a few if a driver uh, you know, requests a CB, CB or an officer requests a CB, but we don't have those anymore, so I can't give you a channel. If you've got questions, obviously... You know, you can always call your dispatch and have them call us or however you want to do that to make it easier, but we don't run CBs anymore. When I started, every, every car had a CB and we used to talk to the drivers regularly.
6: Got a, got a quick question for you on the clarification of PC. Now, let's say you get a load outside of Missouri and let's say it delivers in St. Louis and that's that's your home counter. So you got to deadhead back here to Springfield. is 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 that does that apply to that because it's originating outside of missouri so where you if your
4: home terminal here wherever your home terminal is at your time does not end until you get back to your terminal or if you're dispatched from home then till you get back to your house so let's say you drop in uh st louis you still have to show your hours all the way to Springfield. And then if you take your truck home with you or whatever, once you get here, you hit PC, then you can take it and go back home and do that. But you cannot, once you've dropped, you
6: cannot PC from the last drop back to your terminal. But if your home is in Missouri, you can PC to your home? No. 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 Nope. Terminal. Terminal. Not so state. Terminal. So if your home terminal here
4: is in Missouri. Yes. Okay. All right. If your home terminal is Springfield. So okay. not not a state. So you can't just across the borders of the state and then say, I'm all the income free. I'm home and I'm going to PC. You can't do that. You've got to actually get back to, to your terminal to do that.
6: Okay. And this is again, after you drop your load off and you're not under a load anymore. Doesn't matter. Your commerce hasn't
4: stopped until you get back to your terminal. That's the continuation of that trip. Okay. You were dispatched from here out and you don't end until you get back here.
2: Yep. We got a mic. Hang on. We'll bring a mic to you.
0: Yeah, my
6: name is Joe, and the question I have for you is, say we have dropped a load, we've been dispatched, we dropped a load, and they're trying to get us back home to our home base to have our home time. So we live in northern Minnesota, so they'll have us drop a load in Minneapolis and drop the trailer. At that point, we're going to drive home on drive time, but once we get home, can we PC around there, like I got to take it over to the tractor shop. Or I got to go to the. Walmart. You can't
4: take it to the tractor shop. Any of those repairs, things okay. like that, are in, on, on an on duty status.
2: Okay, so you but have like to if go to a
4: grocery store, you can go to the grocery store on PC. Yes, you can do those type things. You can go get your haircut. you know, things like that, because then you're truly not under dispatch and you are off duty.
2: Okay, I just yeah. wanted to make sure I clarified that. Thank you. Any other questions? You know, now that COVID is somewhat past, I'm sure we'll get the major and captain back again. It's been far too long since we've had you both. We appreciate you being here. And, you know, the one thing I took away is how fortunate we are to have the the leadership in Missouri that we do that really uses common sense. And, you know, I think, you know, we agree we're all in this together. We're all about safety. and, And that's always the message we get from the Missouri Highway Patrol. And that's the message
4: we want to put out. Obviously, you know, we can't do it without you guys. And so it is a true partnership. Uh, to make this work, you know, I, like said, Mike has plenty of friends that work in the trucking industry. I have family that's in the trucking industry. We understand the industry and we understand some of the hardships that go along with it, you know. And, and so we want to make sure that that partnership that we have
2: in Missouri, you know, is good. Well, it shows and we appreciate you both for being here.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. That's all right. Okay. Um,
9: I recently seen the thing about uh, forward looking infrared. Uh, my introduction to it was on a motorcycle, seeing the uh, seeing the uh, technology in the military. I haven't talked to anybody in the company about this yet, but would that be legal it, to have a forward-looking infrared system in a commercial truck?
4: So what are you doing with the forward infra- infrared system? What, what is, what's the purpose of it? Are you talking collision avoidance, things like that?
9: Yeah, well, collision and uh, collision and animal avoidance. Dude.
4: So, you know, cars are built with that now. My wife has a Honda Pilot that has the uh, collision avoidance, the adaptive cruise control, you know, all those type things that run off a very similar system. And we're starting to see trucks that, that have that. Um, so um, m- many builders are putting those things on their trucks now.
9: Okay. I was, I was
4: curious. Yeah, it's it's, it's not illegal. We have it here. Yeah.
5: No, it's, in, it, in Missouri.
4: Well, that'd be something you would have to, you know, work with on your safety guys, uh, but it's not an illegal thing, and many trucks have it
2: now. You know, for a lot of the newer folks, you're going to find out that we do have that technology on our truck. We were one of the leaders with it, so you're going to see as you get out there that, that we've got it. It's critical critical technology to being safe. Go ahead, ma'am.
10: Hi, my name is Wendy, and um, I just want to clarify something, too. I had an inspection one time and got good. I only got passed, but he had explained to me about that, I, that PC, I'm talking about when you run out of time. Like you're on the road and you're like, oh my God, like you get in a traffic jam or you're in a big city. You cannot stop. You're looking at your clock. You can't PC. You can't change it over. And I did have an officer explain to me, he said, look, we would rather you stay on the clock. We know you're going to violate, but you're not supposed to go on PC. If you run out of time, you need to just keep driving until you can get to a place where you can stop. And then later on, if you get inspected again, usually you're going to get more understanding that way because you're showing honesty than if you switch it over to PC. So I just wanted you to.
4: Well, there's a couple issues here. Number one, yes, you can't switch over to PC yeah. when you run hours. Typically, yeah. they tell you, and I know you can't plan for every incident, but, uh, you know, you need to try to plan as ahead as much as you can for that yeah. There's another category, though, that you can use called adverse driving conditions. So sometimes when you get stuck in a snowstorm or you get stuck in a bad crash or something yeah. of that nature that you knew nothing about, that gives you an additional two hours to get to a safe location. Okay. Um, legally so, that you can do that.
10: So that's still in the system? We can use that? That adverse... Uh, str- okay, that's a drop-down? That and and just-
4: again, that would be up to your safety okay. department as to how you use it, but that is an option for them if something like that were to occur.
2: Okay. Yeah. But to your point, it, yeah. you know, the uh, inspector was spot-on, and obviously you learned from it. Mm-hmm. Keep your logs legal. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather you go over and you document it, got stuck in traffic, no place to pull over. Right. I can handle that. Okay. Going to PC and attempting to falsify that right. and really starting your break while you're in that traffic jam doesn't work.
10: Okay, that's that's good. That's what I wanted yeah, to
4: Because a, a false log, you know, as far as CSA points, is going to hit you a little worse than say you went over 15 minutes or 20 minutes on your log. You don't want to falsify that. Yep.
2: All right. Last chance. Okay. Well, thank you, Major. You're thank you, welcome. Captain. Thank you're always you. welcome here, even if you're just driving by. Stop thank in for, and see thank us. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Ready, Brandon? I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. We're in what we call renewal season, not for permits, but for, well, it's not renewal. I always get that wrong. It's for health insurance. What's it called? Open enrollment. Open enrollment. <laughs> We're in open enrollment, and, and it is important. You know, Everything you do is important, but one of the top things is taking care of your family. That's why you're here, to earn a good living, take care of your family. But let's make sure you're not, a, you're not neglecting some of the things you need to do. And one of those is health insurance. So we've got Brandon Mallard here from our human resources department. Tell us about open enrollment, Brandon. Thank you, Steve. Um, just kind of a heads up,
5: uh, open enrollment for company drivers is right now. There's two weeks left it is going to end on november 12th so this is an active open enrollment so you will be required to go back through and elect your benefits okay uh we do have a few uh, extra products we're making some changes so uh we do have a term life insurance policy that you can now go up to 250,000 in coverage for yourself 50,000 for a spouse and 10,000 for each child okay Uh, So definitely make sure that before November 12th, you give the Enrollment Center a call, you go through the open enrollment. Uh, This is also a good time to definitely check your beneficiaries on your life insurances. Uh, Also, you know, if you're interested in 401k, those sorts of things, you know, you can knock it all out at, at one time, okay? But once again, open enrollment for company drivers ends on November 12th. And any changes you make now will take effect on January 1st, okay? Now, independent contractors. um, Normally, the open enrollment uh, for you guys would start on November 1st and end December 15th. But the federal government has opened up their open enrollment up to January 15th this year. So you guys are going to have a little more time to enroll in medical plans. Uh, We will be sending notifications out because... Uh, what, starting next week, you guys will be able to go ahead and enroll in benefits as well through enrollment first, okay? If you're on-site independent contractors, we do have an enroller here full-time, Dave Brill. Um, he's usually sitting over here on Fridays. He does have a office over at the campus that he can work with you personally on insurance. Company drivers, if you're wanting to sit with someone face-to-face versus calling over the phone, uh we do have an enroller on site today. He's actually taking a phone call right now. You can sit with him here in the cafeteria as well. Okay. Does anybody have any questions for me before I hop out of here? Nope. Remind him where you sit at, Rand. Yeah, I'm in the HR department up here in the main building. Um, right before you get to the Z building, swing by, come see me, give me a call. Uh, I'd be more than happy to more than happy to help you out. So
2: super. We appreciate your right. time today, Thank Brandon. You you know and as far as going up to see human resources this is for our new folks our our veteran drivers know this you have full access to the entire building you don't need permission to go anywhere to speak to anyone you'll probably need to ask directions because you do get lost i still get lost in these buildings but if you need help just ask one of us but if you need to go to re- human resources just go on up there if you need to see your payroll pay pe- pe- Payroll person, your fleet manager, your log auditor, the entire facility is open to you and, and we welcome you. Tyler, start working your way up and I'll work on your introduction. It's going to take you a while to get here. Got Tyler Patrick from our road assist department and I don't think it's a secret. I'm pretty sure everyone knows you're going to Salt Lake, right, Tyler? Yes, sir. If not, they know now. (laughs) They know now. Well, Tyler has accepted a new position to go out to our Salt Lake City terminal. We've got a beautiful facility out there. We've got a lot of opportunities out there. Tyler's very talented, and he's going to go out there and oversee some of that. So we're we're proud to have you head out there, Tyler. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate the introduction. Like Steve said, I'm getting ready to move out to Salt Lake City. We're actually moving uh, next
11: Friday. Um, So we'll be out there helping out with the shop and things like that. Um, we're looking for traffic flow. So you guys come in, by all means, stop in and see us, say hello, get your truck worked on, get your truck washed, get the trailer washed, come see us, put some traffic flow through that terminal. Um, but today my focus, I want to talk to you guys about is, is winter driving and getting ready for winter. Um, you know, a lot of you guys coming in new, maybe you haven't experienced winter driving yet. Um, so you get with your trainer and, and get firsthand knowledge on how to do that and how to do it safely. And as you've kind of picked up on the rest of the meeting, our biggest focus here is is safety. So if any point you don't feel safe on the road or you get into a predicament you don't know how to get out of, just stop, pause, park the truck, get with road assist, get with safety, let's get a game plan for you before we get into a situation where you or somebody else gets injured. On top of that, though, I want to make sure you personally are ready for winter. So making sure you have the right items on the truck, such as anti-gel, jumper cables, things like that. Um, We really have a comprehensive list. We've put out some videos on that make sure you hop online and look at it. And if I can give you five things to keep on the truck going into winter, it's gonna be jumper cables, anti-gel, some wiper blades, some extra wiper blades, and then clothing, right? You need some warm clothing. You have to get out and do your pre-trips. Make sure you got a good coat, some gloves, right? Make sure you've got some extra water, all right? One thing we're getting ready to do when we go out to Salt Lake, we're gonna have to take I-80. A lot of times I-80 will shut down in the winter due to snow or wind, like we talked about earlier. So making sure you have those food rations and things on the truck, if you get stuck in a rest area, You get stuck at a scale station waiting for the highways to open up. Make sure you're prepared to be there for a few days in some cases. Um, Making sure you have blankets, making sure your truck's got plenty of fuel and you know how to operate your bunk heater and things like that. These are all very important parts outside of driving the truck and being safe. We also have to make sure you yourself are staying safe and have those things on the truck to be okay throughout the winter. Most of these items can be bought right over here in our company store. Um, I, would, I would hate to see anybody in this room leave the terminal on a truck without a set of jumper cables this winter. Okay, they can save your life. Uh, one thing I want to talk about with those, let's say you have um, a truck issue. Your truck won't idle. Maybe the APU goes down. You can use those jumper cables if you're a reefer driver. You can use the jumper cables from the reefer to the truck to keep your inverter and things like that going. So that way you still have a bunk heater. You still have your inverter. Um, some other things we encourage you to have is just a backup little space heater. At Walmart, you can get a, a small space heater to keep on the truck in case you do have a bunk heater go out or things like that. The bunk heaters are, they do utilize diesel fuel, so they can gel up just like your truck and trailer can. So having that electronic um, heater on the truck can really come in clutch if you get into a situation where you don't have heat. Um, outside of that, you know, just be smart, use common sense, go into winter, make sure you have the things you need to be safe and stay safe out there. So.
6: Anybody have any questions? just a quick point. Uh, when you're, It's always important to uh, treat your fuel anti-gel. I, I remember there was a, a couple of years ago, there was a really n- n- bad cold snap up in the northern Midwestern states, and there was truck after truck after truck that was on the side of the road. But personally, uh, what I try to do, and this is not necessarily available to everybody, but the TA Petro are the only Fuel outlets that I know of, you go to their website, they guarantee their treatment of fuel down to minus 20. But what's Prime's stance on that? I mean, I own my own truck, so that's my decision.
11: You know, I, I drive a diesel pickup myself, and and I, I fuel up with with self-proclaimed pre-treated fuel just like anywhere else. I'm not taking a chance on what somebody else says, just like when we pick up a trailer, right? For instance, you pick up a trailer that's already got fuel in it. We don't know if it's been pre-treated, right? You don't know the driver before you pre-treated it. So making sure you pre-treated it just like that, I would play it safe, right? Let's think of the adverse effects, let's say you spend three or four dollars on anti-gel on a tank that may or may not be pre-treated, let's say it's not, right, your truck goes down on the side of the highway, you're gelled up, $500 tow, a day in the shop trying to get it thawed out, or an extensive road service where they're replacing fuel filters and things like that. These things get really, really expensive, so looking back on it, devil's advocate kind of thing, well, what happens if I would have thrown five, ten dollars worth of anti-gel in just to protect myself? So. Uh, just a couple things on anti-gel. We really suggest that you get it here at the terminal. It's way, way cheaper to stock up while you're here than it is to buy it out on the road. And in those scenarios where we do have big winter storms come through, sometimes you can't find anti-gel out on the road. Um, so making sure you buy it from us. We have a thing called Penray, um, power, I believe is what the winter, uh, fuel additive we use here. Keeping a good case of that on the truck or at least some extra bottles is handy. There's also a product called Diesel 911. It's in a red bottle with a red, with a black cap. Make sure you have a couple bottles of that on the truck so what that uh, product is used for is once your fuel already starts to gel you can add that diesel 911 additive in and that will bring it back to a liquid form from a gel state so that can be really advantageous you'll have to work with road assist um, in order to when you add that and how much to add but typically if you start seeing um, your engine running rough your apu quits running your bunk heater those are going to be your first signs of fuel gel they have the smallest fuel lines and typically they're the first to have issues so um, communications, your key on that. Anytime you have an issue you think may be coming up, reach out to your maintenance advisor and road assist. See what's going on, so we can make sure we get that addressed asap.
6: You're feeling at the prime. Make sure you correctly. We do. So you don't. The, you should, so if you're feeling at a terminal prime. From what I understand, they, they treat it correctly. Absolutely, so you shouldn't, yes. you shouldn't need to treat it if, if you're fueling a prime. Correct. Fueling here, we do,
11: you can see it. If you go through the plaza bays, you'll see these big cases of it. So whenever we get our fuel deliveries, they go ahead and add it for us um, into our tank. So I, I can tell you that ours is for sure pre treated. Um, out on the road, I, I would just proceed with caution and, and use your best judgment.
8: Is there any class in teaching these guys how to chain up or show them how to do it? Because we get a lot of these new drivers that never chained up. And we can let people that, hey, I'm stuck. I don't know how to put a chain on or right.
11: um, any of that. To my knowledge, we do have um, over at the um, Plaza Building, there is a couple demonstration sets. Um, we can use those. Or you can use it as a trainer to show your trainees how to do it. Um, it's not something we teach in our pro maintenance class. It's definitely something we could look at adding. Um, Because I do think it is a big benefit to show drivers how to chain up before they get into those scenarios. Yeah, I believe there's a video out there available to show that too. There is. Yeah, we've put together some safety videos on all that. I would encourage everybody to hop on our YouTube channel and check out the videos on the Prime app. We have some great uh, videos on there showing a lot of maintenance items, just stuff to look at while you're sitting, uh, burning through brakes, and things of that nature.
2: All right, Tyler, appreciate you being up there. Thank you guys once again. Good luck in Salt Lake. Couple of things before we get to our final two speakers. Obviously, with the captain and the major up here, always a lot of questions on logs. There's always more questions than there are answers. We're very fortunate, I think, to have a good solid log department here. We do have a class every day at 130. At 130 in the New Plaza. You don't need to sign up. Just go on down there. We've got Susan and Brennan here from the log department. They'll be more than glad to help you because some of that stuff can be tricky and there is a lot of misinformation out there. Please take your log advice from your log auditor, your log advisor. They'll, they'll steer you straight. You may not like the answer, but at least you'll get the correct answer. One other thing we always do at Prime, and I don't want to neglect this, if you served in the armed forces, if you helped defend our country, would you stand this morning so we can recognize you for your service, please? Ooh. Last little announcement. We didn't really talk much today about the app on the smartphone, but if you're having any questions about the app or you're not sure you have the latest version of it, if you see Brianne or Richard over here after the meeting, they'll help you with it. Uh, we're probably due for an app class or app presentation in the Friday morning meeting because it is a lifesaver out there. It's a fantastic tool that's available to you to, to make your life just a little bit easier. We're heading into the weekend. Traffic's heavy out there. The deer are running. Please, please, just remember a couple of points from me. Always drive at a speed that's appropriate for the conditions and for your driving ability. Watch that following distance. That's going to be the difference, the following distance. I know it's tough to maintain. I know people cut in front of you, but following distance is the key to avoiding accidents. And please don't be distracted in the cab of your truck. And it's not just cell phones. It can be adjusting the radio or, or reaching for something to eat, anytime, or thinking, or daydreaming, anytime you're taking away from looking at what you're doing and driving safely, it increases the opportunity for there to be an accident. So please don't be distracted in the cab. We appreciate each and every one of you being here. I'm going to ask Steve Watke, our Vice President of Sales and Marketing, to come up.
8: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it thank you steve and captain major we appreciate you all taking time to uh, share your thoughts and um, they do a terrific job for you new folks like to thank you very much for trusting our company and uh, deciding to join us we we're certainly not perfect if the recruiter told you we were they misstated it uh we get better every day that's why we have these meetings um we want to be the best in class and uh we think at this point maybe we are but there's always room for improvement. One thing that uh, I would like to share with you, and you heard Bobby's story, um, a tragedy. You're getting into a very dangerous profession. Um, you you have got to be on your A game every time you get behind the wheel. Uh, this is a real deal, it, no practice. You don't get uh, overs in this. You get a chance to do it right the first time. And uh, if you bobble or you know have a have an error sometimes you you're just out of it um you'll you'll be doing something else unfortunately uh we we don't want that we want you to be trained up with uh, our professional drivers we want you to do things right but we also want you to know it's a terribly terribly um tough job and uh very dangerous so uh, we thank you again for joining us Uh, i hope we've treated you well I am in sales, but these folks that have been here for years have driven our sales for us. uh, Picking them up and delivering them on uh, time—about 98, 99% on time—we're we're we're very well recognized in the industry for our service, for our people, uh, for our equipment. You know that comment about uh, forward radar. We've got an owner that's invested literally hundreds of millions of dollars into the safety side of this business. And uh, the only thing he can't do is he can't get out there and drive it for you. That's up to you. And you got to use it, okay? Um, You know, we've got some things going on. I think we have an event tomorrow night, actually. Don't we, Bill? Um, Have we talked about it? You want to share what it is?
3: Uh, Tomorrow night is the Highway Diamond event. Uh, for all the ladies within the company, uh, they're invited. Uh, starts at 5:30 tomorrow, I believe.
7: Yeah. So.
8: Yeah. So you got a good one now. I, I guess I do now. Yeah. So so what Bill is alluding to? We have a program here for for our female drivers, Highway Diamonds, and uh, it is it's been a long time coming to have a get together. Uh, in our convention center, but we're going to kick it off tomorrow night. Thanks, Bill, um, at 530, and uh, certainly all of the female operators here, Highway Diamonds are most, for sure, invited to have a good time. Uh, generally, Robert has uh, some adult beverages, you know, and uh, sometimes some good food, too. We've got John over here who runs our uh, all of our convention center, our cafeteria, and our food services here at Prime and I'm sure he'll come up with something really good. So uh, you're, you're invited. I wouldn't miss it if I'm you. I think we'll have a really good speaker. I see her over here in the audience. She was in Nashville uh, this past week. Dee, would you stand up for just a minute and be recognized? Yeah, so Dee Silva, you all that are new here probably already know her, uh, but she's got uh, quite a resume and she'll be addressing you all tomorrow evening I think. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, I was just in Minneapolis yesterday seeing some customers and uh, they wanted me to convey to you uh, vis-a-vis this driver meeting how much they value what you've done. They recognize how challenging it has been. They cannot thank you enough. You should feel really good about what you do. Okay, so give yourself a round of applause, please. Now, the guy that started this deal a few years ago, uh, he was really young when he started it. Uh, Yeah, very young. Come on up here. This is Robert Lowe, Mm -hmm. the owner of our company. Started it with one truck. Thank you.
9: Thank you. I appreciate it.
8: Yeah, 51 years, man.
9: It's gone by fast. Uh, I want to join uh, Steve and the others for thanking uh, Major Turner and Captain Kelly for coming by. Um, you know, they do a tough job, too. You know, we're all in the business of keeping our highways safe. I mean, nothing brings it any more home than to hear this real-life tragedy that, uh, that, that John Lines uh, shared with us. Um, They're Bobby Lane. I mean, you know, those are real families out there. Could be our families, our kids, our grandkids, our parents, whomever. We don't want them hurt. Even even if they're acting stupid, we don't want to hurt them, right? Sometimes four-wheelers can be stupid, but we don't want to hurt them and we don't want them to get hurt. And we don't want them to hurt us because those are real people. You know, they've got Mamas and daddies love them and we want to make sure that everybody gets home safely, including us. So, you know, that story really pulls at heartstrings, right? And it's a great reminder and really brings it home, just how important safety is to each of us. And we do have some great technology deployed on our trucks um you know sometimes it gets a little aggravating i still hear a complaint now and then but whatever inconvenience it is we'd all agree that it's minor relative to the value of someone's life it's minor it's a minor aggravation compared to the good that it can do so i appreciate your support for that you know we've got the holidays coming up i hope you're talking to your fleet managers about Uh, What you want to do over the holidays? Question. I've got a question.
8: (laughs) Hurry up and ask it. May I? Well, it's really not not a question. It's more of a comment. It was mentioned about overdriving your logs, whether you're tired. Look, I'm just going to reinforce from the sales side, and Robert, from the very top down, will tell you, if you get tired, get over get safe call your fleet manager and go to bed we'll deal with the late load that that is no problem okay i'm done now it's my comment and that's from the sales guy that you know takes the chewings from the customer when you
9: know we're five minutes late but i tell you what this guy he'll gladly take that as opposed to risking your safety or our safety or the public safety over a late load pull it over Get it apart. We'll we'll get there when we get there. We'll call them and we'll make it. We'll make it work. And and actually, our good shippers appreciate that. Um, I was about to get into the holiday season. You know, I know, that Thanksgiving and Christmas are very compelling. You know, they're 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 family type holidays, and you want to get home. Well, you know what kind of kinks we've had in the supply chain. I mean, it's been a nightmare out there. You know, our shippers are hurting. They want to get products delivered. So we're in the process of coming up with a holiday incentive that will apply to both uh, independent contractors and company drivers. So if you're out there running, there's some extra compensation. Now you know a few dollars, you know may not. I mean, I think it's going to be more than a few. I can't tell you a number yet because you know working two ends against the middle. But please consider taking off after the holiday and partaking in this incentive because uh, it's 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 going to be good. I I know you've been. Been, been making money, I and mean, we've been making some bank, right? Am I wrong? Been making some bank, and we want to make some more. But, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, my wife. I mean, it doesn't seem like she can have too many pairs of shoes. You know what I'm saying? When I mean, she wants another pair. So, you know, compensation is kind of like that, too. I mean, you know, there's never too much, and you're worth every dollar of it and our shippers are willing to pay for it, this year, especially. And uh, so I hope you'll work with us. Indicate to your fleet manager, uh, you know, you probably need to know have more information on how much it's gonna be and that kind of thing, but indicate to your fleet manager whether or not you'd be willing to work the holidays or some of the holidays uh, in return for the the holiday incentive. I tell you what, you guys are doing a heck of a job, a heck of a job. It's much appreciated. I think we're, like Steve said, I think, you know, we're at the top of the class. And that's thanks to you. I mean, Steve would like to take credit for it, but I ain't going to let it. I ain't going to let it because it's you all that do it. And it's very much appreciated. God bless each of you, and please be safe out there.